Welcome to the C Word Podcast. I'm your host, Beck Hughes. This is where creative meets business. Here we explore what it takes to harness your creative gifts and turn them into a thriving business. You can have a brand and business that allow you to create work that feels amazing to call yours, have clients you love serving, and live a life that feels like the only place you want to be. Lead magnets, freebies, opt-ins, e-guides, e-books, whatever you want to call them, they've been knocking around for quite a while now, haven't they? And I'm getting quite practical today on the podcast and lifting the veil on the perfect lead magnet. And I do like a practical podcast, one that if you've taken time to listen to the C word, and I'm always grateful that you do, that you walk away with something to do or to think about. And I do like lead magnets. And P.S. that's what I'm going to refer to them as for the purposes of this podcast. Because like I said, there's lots of different labels that they go under. But when it comes to lead magnets, I do still think that they have a role to play in marketing and in business. And they're not just for coaches or professional services providers. Anyone can create a valuable lead magnet if they approach it with the right intent and the right purpose, let's say. Now, I've downloaded more than my fair share of lead magnets. I've watched video-based masterclasses, had PDF guides, some templates, checklists, workbooks. If a lead magnet catches my eye, I will download it. And I'll download it in the knowledge that I'm then going to be on that person's list. Very often, the argument against lead magnets is, oh, nobody downloads them anymore. They know that they'll end up on your email list. And it's true that I think people, the majority of people go into it with that knowledge. And that doesn't mean to say that they're not happy to do that. So today I want to talk about really what are the ingredients? What goes into a good lead magnet? What do you need to think about? And then I want to step through the process of designing or creating your lead magnet from coming up with a topic through to building it and then also thinking about what you need to deliver it and what should happen next. So we're going to go through all of that today. It's a juicy, juicy, juicy one. It should have a lead magnet. (laughs) It should have a how to create a lead magnet, lead magnet at the end. Maybe, maybe I'll do that. Anyway, so let's dive into it. So first of all, before I get into the guts of it, I just want to be clear on the purpose of a lead magnet because it gets talked about a lot. And for me, I don't agree that it's just about building your email list because that stops short of what it really needs to do. Because for me, what a lead magnet really should be is the start of a conversation with someone. The start of a conversation with someone that you can help and it's a vehicle to lead them to the solution that you have. So if you think about the lead magnet in isolation, i.e. just clickbait to get someone on your list, you might be missing a trick because you might attract the wrong person. It might be a disconnect between what they're looking for and what you do, and it may not set a clear expectation with them about what's going to happen next by downloading that lead magnet. 
So I think it's important to reframe what that lead magnet is for. Like I said, it's the start of a conversation that will lead someone to a solution that they want and that you can provide. So the basic skinny on the ingredients of a good lead magnet are, firstly, that it will have enough information in it to be of value. Oh my gosh, this is so important. Gone are the days, I think, that you can produce a checklist of 10 things and have people chomping at the bit to hand over their email address for it. I think people expect more value and they deserve more value. So for me, a great lead magnet needs to showcase your skill, contribute to elevating your value perception. I know I talk about this all the time, but it really should contribute to positioning you as an expert and as a thought leader or a skill holder in a particular area. And it should have genuine impact. It should actually do something for the person who downloads it. Because if you miss that, then you're not delivering on your promise. A good lead magnet, secondly, needs to be actionable or to lead to a definitive outcome. Again, in my opinion. So rattling on about the importance of a brand, but with no content on how you might go about creating that brand, for me is a bit of a dud. I feel like I should be able to just go and read that in a blog or see that in a social media post. Just the why. I think in a lead magnet, you need to go beyond the why and the what, and you need to share a bit of the how. People need to be able to reach an outcome, do something for themselves with your lead magnet. If you just want to do a why, a thought piece on why brand is important, do it in a different way. Write it as a blog. A good lead magnet needs to lead somewhere. And that sounds so obvious, but don't just get people to download and then drop off a cliff. <laughs> Create an experience for them and guide them through a journey almost to the outcome that, that you want. So there's the outcome that they will get through the lead magnet, but then beyond that, there's the outcome that you want for your business. Don't just hope that they will, off the back of that lead magnet, go digging and find out all of the great value that you create and what you do. You need to put it under their nose. The lead magnet is not just a mic drop, set and forget, and then hope that the person downloading it will take it from there. So it needs to lead somewhere in your business, in alignment with your goals and what you want to achieve. The fourth thing for a great lead magnet is that it will fill a sweet spot. And I think this is one of the biggest mistakes that people make with their lead magnet. So the purpose of your lead magnet is to sell your products and services, right? To start the conversation that leads someone to your solution. So there should be a clear thread between the topic of your lead magnet and what you do for your clients. If you're a done-for-you designer, then teaching people how to DIY their own brand is not going to attract the right people. It's the wrong kind of lead magnet because it's not leading someone to your done-for-you service. It's telling someone how to do what you do for free. So there has to be an overlap in your lead magnet between what your client wants to achieve and what you do. 
But at the same time, you don't want to sell the whole farm on the first date. So it's a taster. It's an introduction. It gets them one step on the ladder, two steps on the ladder. But there has to be that clear thread between what you do and what the lead magnet is addressing. And then finally, the fifth thing when it comes to a good lead magnet, a thumbs up lead magnet, is it should be on brand and create a good connection with you and the person using that lead magnet, whatever format it comes in. So make sure that your tone of voice, your perspective, the you-ness of you, if you like, comes through in that lead magnet. This is an opportunity for you to showcase your personal brand and your business brand. And you want to make sure that that comes through. Someone's not just using this lead magnet to get an outcome, or that's not what you want to happen. You want them to walk away from using that lead magnet with a really good sense of you and your brand. And of course, I know you've got this, but do make sure it's a solid visual representation of your brand that it looks great, that it visually reflects you, that there's that brand continuity between your website and your socials, and that really strongly comes through on the lead magnet, because your lead magnet is a marketing tool. So it should be oozing you and your brand. So that's the first thing I wanted to talk about today, is what really makes, what are the ingredients for a great lead magnet? that there should be enough information to be of value, that it's actionable or delivers an outcome in some way, that it leads somewhere in your business, that it fulfills that sweet spot between your client need or your prospective client need or want or desire and what you do, and that it's on brand and creates this connection and this deeper understanding of who you are and what your brand's about. Okay, so that's the first thing. The second thing I said we would talk about is the steps to creating that lead magnet. Super practical today. So if you've already got a lead magnet, then you might want to stress test it against some of these things that I've talked about. Does it do this? Is it delivering on this? Or does it have all these steps in it? And if you haven't, then hopefully this will kickstart you into creating one for yourself, for your business. Because like I said, I do think... When it's done right, it has a really valuable role to play. So the first step in creating your lead magnet is not to decide on a topic. If you start there, you might be putting the cart before the horse. So when lead magnets are at their best, you should have one for each product or service that you have. So if you provide Shopify websites and branding, they're your services, they could well be very different clients with different mindsets at the time that they're ready to buy. So my view is it's a good idea to have different lead magnets leading to those different services. So step one is to think about your solutions, your services, your products, and how those clients might be different at the time they're looking for that service. So think about your lead magnet as essentially the start of a trail of breadcrumbs that will lead potential clients to buying from you. 
So you need to work back from the things your client can actually buy. It's not about just sitting down and dreaming up a great topic that you want to talk about. It has to work back from the different services that you provide. So that's the first thing. What services or service do I want to focus on and lead people to? Start there. Step two is to zone in on a problem, a worry, a need, a desire, a learning gap your client has that you can solve with that particular service, aka, as we talked about, the sweet spot. Now, like I said, you don't want to sell the whole farm on the first date. So you need to break that problem down into bite-sized chunks and solve a small part of it. Give them a taster and a win. So this is not about being a brand consultant and stepping your client through blow by blow how to create a brand strategy for themselves. You've essentially then given everything away for free. So it's about taking a part of the problem and helping them with that. So my clients might want to create a brand that will propel their business forward and, you know, create waves in their industry. I'm not going to take them through my brand strategy process so that they can go away and create their whole brand themselves. What I might do is help them with that initial worry that they're not putting their best foot forward when it comes to their brand and that they might be making mistakes. So when I think about that outcome that they want, the first step there that I can help them with is understanding what they might be doing wrong now, what gaps they might need to fill right now. Help them understand where the issues might be with their brand so they can pinpoint the areas that they can focus on. I.e., one of those big things would be to develop a really clear, distinctive brand strategy. So that's the second step. Zone in on the problem, but break that problem right down to a part of the problem that you can help solve. You can't and you shouldn't aim to solve the whole problem because that negates the need for your service. Step three then is to get clear on the outcome that that lead magnet is going to deliver. So what specifically do you want the user to get out of it? Will they have a plan of action? Will they have learned a new skill? Will it help them maybe make a decision or a choice? When you're clear on the outcome of that lead magnet, you can then ensure that it delivers on that. You can take a more dispassionate view, maybe a more objective view and look at that and say, does this lead someone to the outcome? What do I need to add? What do I need to say to ensure that they can get that result, that win? Maybe you should include a simple checklist or a worksheet, or a notes section at the end, or if it's a workbook that it might need a video to go with it, just to make sure that they can get the win that you're promising. But again, I just want to remind you, don't make the win too big that they don't need you anymore. Okay, so we've understood what solutions we want to focus on, that we want to lead people to. We've zoned in on the part of the problem 
that we're going to give the client or the prospective client a win with. And we've understood or clarified what that win is, what the outcome's going to be. Step four, decide on the format. So lead magnets come in a few different shapes and sizes. So as I've mentioned, I've seen videos, PDF workbooks, workbooks and videos, checklists, Canva templates, quizzes or Google Docs with plug and play, email copy, for example. So there's different formats that you can use for your lead magnet. So I think there's two things to consider here. What is the best format to deliver on the outcome that that user wants or that you're going to give? But also, what's the best format for you? What's going to be perhaps the easiest for you to produce, but also what's going to, coming back to the ingredients of a great lead magnet, what's going to showcase your value in the best way? If you really want to showcase your thought leadership and your consultant positioning with your client, your leadership role, then a video might be a great idea. If you really want to showcase your visual capabilities, how great you are as a designer, then a beautifully crafted PDF might be the way to go. So think about that format. What is going to be best for you to deliver your bigger purpose? What's going to be the best format for your client to get the outcome? And what feels good for you to produce? But choosing a format that you can produce efficiently, i.e. you're not going to have to go and buy new equipment or spend lots and lots of time over or learn a new skill to do, then that's probably a good way to go. Okay, step five, which seems like quite a small one maybe, but this is like the key. This is super important. And this is to craft your hook. So I'll give you an example for this one. So let's say that you have the idea that you're going to produce a lead magnet educating your client on why a brand is not a logo. And that's quite a common message for brand designers, isn't it? We really want clients to understand that brand is much bigger than a logo. But a lead magnet on that topic, why your brand isn't a logo, for example, if that's your hook, isn't solving a problem or a desire that your client has. Therefore, they're much less likely to see it and think, oh, I really need to get a copy of that. I'm willing to give up my email address and engage with this person to have a read of that. Because they didn't wake up this morning going, oh, I really should educate myself on the difference between a brand and a logo. They just didn't. That's not the problem or the desire that is whirring around in your client's mind. However, leveraging their brand to grow their business is more of a hook because that's the desire, growth. Part of this, part of the content of that lead magnet can be around educating them on the value of taking a bigger picture view of their brand and going beyond logo. In some way, the essence of the content is the same whether it's about why your brand is not a logo or how to leverage your brand to grow your business. But the message and the hook is very different. So that's why I've pulled this out as a separate step because it's so key. 
you have to pitch it in the right way that it's compelling and valuable and desirable to the people that you want to notice it and download it. You've got to get that hook right. So don't make the hook about you and what message you want to put out into the world. Make it about what your client wants to hear and what they want to receive and what they want to achieve. So this might not necessarily mean you need to change your lead magnet. It might just mean you need to work on the hook and essentially the angle or the spin that you take. The next step is to write it and design it. (laughs) The write it bit might not be the bit that excites you, but I'm sure the design it bit is. A little tip when it comes to writing it. Write the copy in a Word or a Google document first. Don't design and write at the same time and don't design and then try and write the words to fit your design. The content, the copy really should come first. If writing really isn't your thing, then a great way to do it is to record yourself talking about it, explaining it, and then transcribe it and edit from there. Let that be your starting point. And then when it comes to the design, you know this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Design something with lots of white space, short paragraphs, so it's really easy to navigate and read. I think more pages with lots of space and being very digestible is much better than trying to keep it to two pages, for example. If you're creating a template, then maybe include a guide or a how-to, use that template. If it's a video, make it the best quality sound that you can. Whatever the format is, the narrative is important. So stepping the user, we'll call them a user, the person who's engaging with your lead magnet, stepping them through the narrative should be a key consideration, a key thread to this. So have a really clear introduction. Don't just launch straight into step one or message one or paragraph one of your lead magnet. Start with, this is what it's all about. This is what you're going to find in this document. This is what you're going to get out of it. And this is what you're going to need to do. So do your summary, do your intro. Use subheadings to guide someone through the content so it's really easy to navigate and for them to understand the journey. And then have that clear action at the end. What do they do next? How do they make sure they get the outcome that they were promised out of this? So now you've got your lead magnet, you've got your valuable piece of content. You then need to create your delivery flow. So how are you going to get it into your prospective client's hands? Well, the first thing you need is a landing page, landing page on your website with a form. I do not recommend that you do this manually, that you get people to DM you to, and you'll send them a copy of the lead magnet or get people to email you and you email it onto them or they fill out a form and then you manually fulfill that request. Have it automated. There are email marketing tools, if you don't already have one, that you can use for free. So setting up a really simple form that tags someone so you know that when they get added to your list that they got there because of the lead magnet is an essential part of your delivery flow. When they complete the form, I strongly recommend that part of the user experience should be that they then get taken to a thank you page. It doesn't need to be anything fancy. 
And there's a couple of reasons for this. The first is that from a usability and a user experience point of view, they know without a doubt that that form was submitted. Because when you just do the thing with the form, you know, disappears and you get a line saying your form was submitted, it very often gets lost. Client's not really sure if it happened. So diverting them to a whole new page makes it really clear that the thing they wanted to happen happened. And the second thing is you get to continue that relationship building. So you can use that thank you page to explain what happens next to encourage them to add you to their safe senders list, to send them a way to follow you on social media. And it's a great opportunity to cross-sell, so to link them on to maybe your blog or your services. So the thank you page is a point where you've got them engaged, they've done a thing, and then they're about to walk away, and you go, hey, hey, before you walk away, I just wanted to tell you a few more things. I want you to keep you in my remit for a little bit longer and add a bit more value. Then, of course, you need the fulfillment email, the first email that goes that delivers the lead magnet, whether it's a link to a video or it's a download for the PDF, they get that email. And then the final thing you need is the nurture sequence. So you need the emails that follow on, the three, the four emails that give them some additional value that continue to build that relationship with you and introduce you and ultimately that lead them to your product and that gives them a clear call to action. If they want to engage with you off the back of having that lead magnet, then you make sure that they can. That's what I'm talking about when it comes to not allowing them to just drop off the cliff once they've got the lead magnet, that you continue the conversation over a series of emails And on top of that, what I would also say would be a great idea that I recommend and I talk to the crew in the Creative Value Incubator group about is that you should go and connect with them in in inverted commas in real life. Go and follow them on socials. You might even go and send them a message and say, hi, thanks for downloading my lead magnet. We'd love to know what you think. So there is no shame in then connecting with them in a more personal way, particularly if they look like someone you would really want to work with. You don't have to sort of sit back and, you know, pretend that you didn't see them downloading, that there has to be this non-conversation that we all just have to pretend it didn't happen. Go and engage. Show them that you're grateful that they did it and you're interested in them. And in all of that, make it easy to unsubscribe. It's better that they're here for the right reasons, that they're on your email list for the right reasons. So if they're just freebie hunters, then you don't really need them sticking around anyway. Part of the nurture sequence really is to take it to that level of engagement where if they're not interested, they move away. And that's okay. And don't hide your unsubscribe. Make it really clear and make it really obvious. In the same way that you should make it really clear what's going to happen when they do subscribe. That you're going to assume that they want to continue learning more about what you offer, but if they don't, then they can unsubscribe at any time, no hard feelings. Be overt about that. There is no benefit to trying to covertly keep people on your list by not mentioning the unsubscribe word. And then finally, we've got the lead magnet, we've created it, we've got the mechanic for people to download it. 
Now you've got to get it out there. You've got to talk about it. That's the final step. So content creation isn't marketing. Guiding the right people to your content and to ultimately take action is marketing. I'll say that again because this is so important. Content creation isn't marketing. Going away and producing a lead magnet or any other content is, does not constitute marketing on its own. If you don't then work on and continue to activate your audience to come and find that content and ultimately to connect with you and buy from you, then you're not marketing. You're creating content in a vacuum. And also, I just want you to know, because been there, done that, got the t-shirt and the flashing neon sign. Perfecter creating will be your nemesis with this. So yes, I did say it should be on brand and it should seep value. And I do believe that and I stand by that. But the longer you spend agonizing over it, the longer it's not doing its job for you. And there has to be a balance. So yeah, I want you to produce something great. I want you to produce something you're proud of. I want you to produce something that really showcases your value. But I don't want you to spend the next month, two months, three months, six months doing it. you got to get it out there. Because like with everything in your business... It can evolve and it can change and you can add to it and you can go back to it later on. So how are you feeling? Are you thinking you're going to race and have a look at your lead magnet? Are you feeling inspired to produce a lead magnet? I'd love to know. If you want some inspiration, then check out my blog, which is 10 Lead Magnet Ideas for Graphic Designers. The link is in the show notes or you can DM me on Instagram and I will send you the link to the blog. Or you can go on my website, go to my blog and you should be able to find it in there. 10 lead magnet ideas for graphic designers. So there it is. Let me just recap those steps because they're so important. So the first step is to think about your solutions and identify the solutions that you want to lead people to. Then to zone in on and break down the problem to the one piece of the problem that you want to address with your lead magnet. Then get clear on the outcome Step three, the outcome that you want to create for the person using that lead magnet so you can shape it around that, decide on the format, then craft your juicy hook that's about them, not about what you want to say. Then write, design, produce it, create your delivery flow and then finally get out there and talk about it. So have an amazing day, have an amazing week and as always, can't wait to come back here and chat to you again really really soon thank you so much for joining me beck hughes on the c word podcast if you like what you heard subscribe leave a review and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too the music for this podcast is by red productions on pixabay